Uh, 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 Podcast starts now. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's going to be a fairly long one today. I was hoping to make it a very special episode of the Abubiter podcast, but um, it's going to be pretty long anyway, and I think I need... We're, we're going to do the 15 most influential players of the 15 years of the Abubiter uh, League, but... I think I need a little more time to get that together, <clears throat> and I think that would have made this an hour-long podcast, so we'll save that, I think, for the next one. I'm pretty sure that'll be the next podcast, uh, but today we got to recap some games going back to last year, then we got to do draft grades, we got a, a butt-ton of player development that i got to cover that I, I'm probably going to miss some there, um, and we'll go over all of that. So first of all, let's let's recap games. Um, I believe we left off last year. Uh, the Packers were in the Super Bowl. The Browns and the Patriots had not yet played, and I don't really remember anything about it except that the Browns beat the Patriots in that game. So that's what happened. Um, if I remember it, the Browns have been making very effective use of the screen pass, and that was a big part of that game, I think. But I don't really remember it. And at this point, that's ancient history, so I don't know if we really care about that uh, that much. Uh, moving on to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the Browns won, and they played well. I think it was 29-13. Um, the Packers, this one really hurts for the Packers. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'd kind of be interested to hear from the Patriots and Chiefs, but when the internet just isn't quite up to speed. It feels like everything's, a, you're, what you're seeing is a, maybe a tenth or a two-tenths of a second after it happened. And then the button you press, you don't see that on the screen until, you know, a tenth of a second after you pressed it. It, it just doesn't feel quite right. Um, and that was the problem. That was a problem the Packers were having. And it makes it really hard to run the ball unless you're in the open field. Passing is a little easier because you can kind of anticipate who's going to be open. But, yeah, it, that didn't help. I, I don't know if the Packers would have won anyway, but it this is kind of the team that the Packers wanted to build at the beginning of of the franchise, and, and they got it they got it built the way they wanted finally and, and had a chance to go uh, for a repeat championship and and just didn't feel like they had a chance. But I don't like whiners, so that's enough of that. Uh, the Browns really did play well. They ran the ball well. They threw it, you know, a couple of nice screen passes again and and um, passed it efficiently enough and just avoided mistakes and then took advantage of some Phil Corcoran interceptions to uh, get the job done. Uh, there was a kind of a fun moment where... The Browns had missed an extra point and were going for two to make it up on their next touchdown. And threw an interception to, what's his name, Eric, I think? Eric Anders, middle linebacker for the Packers, who's now back with the Patriots, who he began his career with. And 
he took off, and he almost returned it for two, but Jalen Springs, that 95-speed running back for the Browns, caught up with him and and caught him before he could get there. Uh, and he was rewarded by the Browns by being traded away this year, so, you know, that, that's how the Browns operate. Uh, so anyway, that's a championship for the Browns again, and congratulations to them. Uh, moving on to this year, the week one game was Browns and Panthers, and this was a pretty pretty darn good game. Uh, if I remember right, the Browns were up by two scores for a lot of it, and the Panthers went out there and they got another touchdown and they made it a one-score game, and then they got the ball and they had a chance to go down and tie it. And this is the only play I'm really remembering vividly. Um, the Panthers got a receiver behind the DB on a corner route, and if that ball could have been laid up and over instead of thrown on a rope because it was thrown really hard, um, that would have been a big gainer. It may have even gone for a touchdown. Instead, it was it was thrown on a rope, and so the DB that was underneath the route was able to pick it off, and that was kind of that was the end of that. I think the Panthers did end up getting the ball back, but not much time and no timeouts. Um, so that was a one-score victory for the Browns, and then we just had the the Panthers and Packers in Week Four. It was a pretty good game. Uh, kind of ugly, seven interceptions between these two quarterbacks, and so that's ridiculous. Um, but it is kind of the way it goes in these user games is it gets tough to throw the ball um, without the other team anticipating where you're going. We all know each other pretty well now. We know we have a good idea when we see certain formations or certain things happening that we, we think we know where they want to go with the ball, so uh, a lot of interceptions in this game. Uh, 21-7 victory for the Packers, uh, three touchdown passes to tight ends, and um, I don't know what else there is to say about that. Both teams were fairly balanced on offense and um, just tough to throw the ball on defense. And I, I tell you what, that Julius Brackett for the Panthers is a nightmare. That guy's a nightmare. Uh, I don't know if he had any sacks in this game, but he put on a ton of pressure, forced a bunch of incompletions. Uh, look out if you play the Panthers. Look out for him. Uh, so that covers our recaps up to this point. Uh, now it's time to move on to the draft grades. Uh, we just had the 2034 draft, I think. Um, and so, of course, it's completely pointless to judge the picking of a player before he has ever played any snaps in the NFL but that's an enormous industry, so I have to be a part of it. And so, as usual, um, I will give my thoughts on the draft, just real quick thoughts on the draft of each team. Um, and those are just kind of off the top of my head when I'm seeing. But um, the actual grade, the letter grade, uh, comes from a formula that it was developed by this podcast. And, you know, we had a lot of help with this formula. This formula is very reliable. Uh, it was developed uh, in part by former NASA scientists and many experts. Uh, I can't say that uh, Bill Parcells was not involved, but I also can't say that he wasn't. So... Uh, let's get right into it and talk about 
the Chiefs draft. The Chiefs, with their first two picks, uh, the 23rd and 25th picks, took Chauncey Rosemond at left tackle, and I think it was Malik Hines at left guard. If I remember right, both of these guys had negative draft stories. They talked about, I don't know, being hurt or something. Um, but they're both 76 overall. They did address some things the Chiefs needed, I'm pretty sure. And then they went uh, free safety, left outside linebacker, right outside linebacker, middle linebacker, so a lot of linebackers there. And those guys were um, rated at 69, 64, 59, 54. So that's, well, it's not great. Um, so meeting some needs, but I don't, I don't know how much talent they got here. Hopefully those guys on the line work out for them. Uh, if they do, then that's, you know, that's a decent first round there, solidifying the offensive line. So, um, you know, like I said, hopefully those negative draft stories aren't true and those guys are great. Uh, but be, because they're drafting guys with negative draft stories and then drafting guys in the 50s, um, that held the Chiefs back a little bit. They get a B-minus on their draft grade. Uh, looking at the Browns, uh, with their two first-round picks, Caleb Stevens at left tackle, who was quite good, 77 overall. I believe he got traded uh, to the Patriots for the player the Patriots took, which was the corner. Um, don't know why those two teams couldn't just draft the player that they wanted in the first place because they weren't too far apart on draft picks there. But whatever. Weird things happen in this league. Uh, and then Swede at defensive tackle, 75 overall. He'll be pretty good. Um, I think Alani Orr was his name. Is a strong safety, 71 overall. Pretty sure he had a negative draft story too. Uh, but I guess we don't care about that. Uh, Griffith at right tackle is a 68 overall. And then a tight end that's a 62. A wide receiver that's a 58 that I... Um, I have heard that the Browns plan to move him in the tight end. I don't know if that's happened yet. I haven't looked. Uh, so some useful players there. When you count the corner that they acquired from the Patriots, that guy's going to be uh, quite good for them. So not bad by the Browns. They get a B-. Uh, looking at the Patriots with the third and eighth picks, so they were picking very high. Uh, the Patriots took Brendan Berry, who was a corner, really good corner, they didn't need a corner, uh, so that was a little odd, especially when there were running backs there they could have taken. Uh, they do have a good running back in Carrington or Harrington or whatever his name is. So they didn't have to take a running back, but interesting taking the corner that they then immediately traded away. Um, but he's a good player there, and they did get a good tackle out of that trade. And then defensive tackle, Hudson, 77 overall. That guy's going to be an excellent player. It'll help their defense. Uh, in the second round, a right guard that's a 70 and a wide receiver that's a 66. Uh, another fullback for the Patriots. Another fullback. Okay, fourth and fifth round, fullback and kicker. This is just a tradition for the Patriots now to take fullbacks and kickers. I guess they scout every single one of them for some reason. Uh, seems like a waste of scouting points to me unless you really, really need to know what's going on with the kickers or the fullbacks, or you really need one or something, but whatever. That's what the Patriots do. It did hurt their score a little bit as they get a B-. Uh, next is the Panthers, picking at 10th and 26th, and then they had two seconds and two-thirds as well. 
Uh, at 10th, they take Robert Massey at free safety. This guy's going to be a stud. He's a 76 overall. Got 92 speed. Uh, I He was high on my board. And, yeah, he's going to make a difference for the Panthers. Uh, D-tackle, Toddman. Um, pretty athletic guy. Got 81 speed. Uh, he'll, he'll be pretty good, too. The Panthers... I haven't looked at their roster. Is any defensive linemen? It seems like they take. They maybe should consider moving to a four-three and letting Julius Brackett play defensive end so he can rush the passer all the time. Um, then in the second round, uh, Marco Gay at running back. I thought he was a pretty good pick. Uh, several of those running backs that were graded in the first round lasted to the second round, and he was one of them. Um, and then a right tackle. Bridge, 64 overall. Eh. Another defensive tackle that's a 70, so really loading up there. And a left guard. So the Panthers building at the line of scrimmage quite a bit in this draft. I thought this was a pretty good draft for the Panthers, really. Uh, they get a B-. And lastly, the uh, Packers. And I just didn't think this was a great draft for the Packers at all. Um, they're... First of their first-round picks, they had two firsts, two seconds. Um, they drafted Will Hay, a middle linebacker, who is a 68 overall. He's a normal development trait, and he's slow, 78 speed. So as soon as his rookie contract's up, that guy's gone. Um, you know, maybe he develops a little bit and he gets traded before that, but I'm um, not pleased with that pick. And Jesse Wynn at tight end, that's all right. That he, He's a pretty decent player. Uh, taking a tight end in the first round when they've already got tight ends and he's not going to play full-time, yeah, I don't know. But long-term, that may end up being a pretty good pick for him. In the second round, uh, I think his name is Levante or something like that, but Leach at strong safety is a 70 overall. I have a feeling that guy's going to, he's a hidden development trade. I think he's going to reveal as a superstar. So that could turn out to be a pretty good pick there. Uh, and then some offensive linemen, Smallwood and Sparks. Sparks is an offensive lineman that has 76 speed. And the Packers have talked about maybe uh, experimenting with moving him to tight end or using him as their third tight end or subbing him in when they want to run the ball at tight end. Uh, so we'll see if that happens. That could be kind of fun. Uh, but a third-round pick may be a little high to be picking somebody for those sort of experiments. And then in the fourth round, they got a backup quarterback. Um, he's a 59 overall. Not a great player to be getting at that point, but they needed a backup quarterback pretty badly, so went ahead and reached for one. So because this is not the best draft the Packers have ever had, uh, the Packers also get a B-. minus. Okay, we got... Some development traits we got to go over. Um, at some point during the last season, the Patriots either forgot that they were supposed to be reporting those or just wanted some attention or something, but dumped a whole list of them into the general chat in the Discord. Guys, please, please put it in the podcast-specific area because if it's in the general chat on text or Discord... Then I have to scroll through all of the other messages that have been sent to try and find it, and I, I'm just not going to do that. Uh, you know, if if you 
uh, somebody may have actually done this. If you put in, hey, my my defensive end so and so uh, went to superstar, and you put it in the text message uh, like Thursday, then and then you send seventy five more messages, which I believe is what happened on Thursday, or maybe it was Friday. Um, then then I got to scroll a long ways to find it, and I'm not gonna do it. So. Um, in fact, maybe we can have a Discord um, channel that's only devoted to development traits. Maybe that's a good idea. But if you put it in the, the podcast one, the Ask the Clown one, then that that would be fine too. I think that's working fairly well for me. Uh, because then I can look back at the last one I talked about and then go from there. Uh, so what we've got for the Patriots, I believe all this happened last year during the season. Uh, tight end Jerry McDougald. Revealed as a star, and he is the second tight end for the Patriots. So there's that. Uh, also, wide receiver Max Goodwin, revealed as a star. Uh, 92 speed, so decent speed from that guy. Uh, corner Jared Jaron Abbott is a superstar, and that's a big deal. That's a good thing for him. He's third on the depth chart for the Patriots as well which is why it didn't make sense that they took a corner uh, in the top ten of the draft. I think it was the third pick. Um, Jaron Abbott, 95 speed. Uh, the Patriots have three corners with 95 speed at the top of their depth chart. Uh, it's a pretty good secondary. It's going to be tough to throw on them uh, if they know what they're doing at all. So uh, pretty good for Jaron Abbott. They should maybe try to get him on the field a little more. Maybe. Um, maybe they should play nickel all the time. So Jaron Abbott, superstar. Uh, looks like they got right outside linebacker Chris McAllister from normal to star. And then simulated games that didn't work out. I don't care about that. Um, yeah, if the guy is still normal, I, I don't care if you tried to get him to anything else. None of us do, I don't think. Uh, the Patriots also have a fullback that's a star, for whatever that's worth, and then, because they weren't satisfied with that, they drafted another fullback this year who is also a hidden development trait. I can tell you right now, he's going to be a star. I don't think any fullbacks are just going to be superstars because, I mean, come on, how can you be a superstar fullback? Those days are long gone. So, that's enough about... The Patriots information dump from last year. Uh, let's see if I can figure out where we left off. I believe it was when Tucker became a superstar. So the awards last year got some some players to develop more. Uh, for the Chiefs, Daniel Craig uh, won Defensive Lineman of the Year. For another time, second in a row, I believe, is what I was told. And he went to X-Factor. So let's take a look at him real quick. He's a fear monger. Everybody knows what that means, right? Uh, means they intimidate quarterbacks. They can apply pressure even while they're engaged with blockers. Uh, he's also a strip specialist, so he can strip the football easier. And he's an edge threat. So that guy's pretty scary to play against. If you play against them, you need to have a plan for how you're going to deal with Daniel Craig. Uh, he's 29 years old, so I don't know how long this is going to last for him. Um, but that's pretty good for the Chiefs there. And then 
for the Panthers, Dion Haywood. I don't think he won receiver of the year. No, he didn't because uh, we'll get to who won receiver of the year. Uh, but Dion Haywood got some votes for receiver of the year. And he went up to, I believe, X-Factor. Yep, he did. So Dion Haywood is an X-Factor with 96 speed, 93 acceleration, 93 agility. That guy's tough to cover. Um, and then they still have Julian Clancy, who's also an X-Factor. Um, and also, both these guys are 6'2 and 95 speed or above. They both have the X-Factor ability Mossed, which is, I mean, it's kind of cool. It does remind you of Randy Moss. Um, these receivers, when they're in the zone, which they have to make a certain number of 30-plus yard catches, which is tough to do, when they're in the zone, uh, they have greatly increased success rate on aggressive catches of 55-plus yards regardless of coverage. So that's very, very, I mean, it does sound like Randy Moss. That's very specific. Uh, also, I think it's really tough to get yourself in the situation where you can take advantage of that. And on top of that, you got to have a quarterback that can get the ball down there on the 55-plus yards. You know, if he's, say, seven, eight yards in the backfield, he's got to be able to throw it 60-plus yards. So that's part of the thing that makes that kind of tough to do. Um, I know... Bo Nicholas, who did win Receiver of the Year, also became an X-Factor at the end of his rookie year. He also has Mossed as his X-Factor ability, and he has to catch five 30-plus yard um, receptions in order to get in the zone. And I just <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, certainly not in a game that's important against another user. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, so that's, yeah, Bo Nicholas, also X-Factor, Mossed. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Um, like I said, I, I don't know if it's ever going to come into play is the only thing. Uh, for the Panthers, they also had Lee Newman at defensive end, I believe at the age of 30. Yeah, at the age of 30, become an X-Factor. He's got the reinforcement ability, uh, which means he excels in all situations uh, they increases chances of defeating run blocks, tackling runners, disrupting catches. He's not going to be disrupting catches, uh, but that'll help in the run game. He's good against uh, outside zone, and he's good at tackling people when he's engaged with a blocker. So good for Lee Newman for however much longer he's on the Panthers. Like I said, at age 30, it, you're like, okay, this is good, but sure wish this would have happened before the age of 25 or so. Uh, but that's good for him. So, Lee Newman, X-Factor. I'm pretty sure some other players went up because of awards, but I don't have record of it now. Um, I think... I'm going to try and find it real quick. I'm pretty sure the Browns quarterback moved up because of awards. I don't. I think he was a star before. I don't know he's a superstar now. Uh, Evan Lane, I'm pretty sure the awards got him there. He's a lofting dead eye. He's got perfect accuracy on lob throws and a long-range dead eye. Uh, perfect accuracy when his feet are set on the long-range things. So good for him. And what else do we have? Uh, this year, the Chiefs moved up their tight end from normal to star. I'm trying to go find him here. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's good. I'm not all that excited about the guys going to star, um, but the Chiefs are on the verge of playing another game where they're going to try to get into superstars, so that's noteworthy. This is Brendan Tepper, which on their roster, he is second. He's the second tight end. I don't know where he is on the depth chart. Uh, so maybe they need to be moving him up the depth chart a little bit, especially if he gets to superstar. They ought to. Uh, so that could be an exciting development for the Chiefs. Uh, let's just assume that he's going to get it, although I don't know if you can really do that. Tight ends can be tough to pile up the stats for. Um, so that's the last one I have on the development traits. Again, if you guys want me to talk about it, put it in the Discord so that I don't forget about it. Um, I had planned to go through all of the improvements people got from the awards, but we moved on to the next season already. So I, you know, I'm not doing that now because I'm go, just going off the top of my head. I think the Patriots may have had a defensive player improve because they had several win awards on defense, but uh, I don't really remember. So that covers the development traits up to this point, and hopefully we'll have a few to cover uh, the rest of this year. So I'm uh, not going to be doing any segments at the end of this thing because this podcast is long enough. Uh, hopefully we'll do some next time. And remember, I, I believe next episode will be a very special episode. We will cover the 15 most influential players of the Albibiter franchise. And maybe, just maybe, we'll interview one of them. Uh, so that would be very exciting. I will interview the number one player. I will say it was a pretty tough list to come up with, and maybe some of your favorites are going to get left off of it, and that's too bad. It's my list. If you want, if you want your favorites included, uh, you know, a list of your favorite players, then make your own po- podcast and do a list of your favorite players. So, talk to you next time.